Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as always by my friend, founder, and CEO of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, one of the things that happens to us as founders that doesn't happen to us nearly as much, or people don't feel as empowered to dig in in quite the same way they do with founders, is that people start looking in our pockets. They start digging yep. in and they want to know how much we've got, how much money you got, how much <laughs> equity you got, right? And um, it's uncomfortable, right? And we're not just talking about later stage founders, right? This can, this can happen right from the very beginning with the first equity splits or the first salary payouts. So like, why the hell is everybody trying to count our money? It's because we allow them. And when I say oh. allow them, I think, you know, we actually... <laughs> enable this behavior by yeah. not recognizing that this is going to be a problem from the start that look, right we've beginning. got more compensation or we've got more equity or we've got just more of something than everybody yep. else in the organization has. And if we don't address it head on, if we don't make that part of how we constantly think about our staff, it doesn't end well for us. It ends really right. poorly. And yes. yet every single time, every single founder gets caught off guard going, wait a minute, like what happened here? I thought we were all on the same page and we're not. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know, what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah. And it, it's funny because it doesn't even really seem to matter like how big that gap is. Right. Um, the fact that the gap exists at all, um, it, it, it's like the crack in the door, right? <laughs> the door's cracked. Kind of doesn't right. matter how much people are trying to peek through and see what's on the other side. Um, now in, in some cases, you know, some companies go like open book, open cap table. Everybody knows what everybody's got. Um, that doesn't really solve this problem. Sometimes it can exacerbate it. In other cases, right. you get a different problem, which is that nobody knows what anybody else has and everybody becomes really curious and, 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 and the detective works begins and everybody's like snooping around trying to find out how much do you have? How much do you have? How much do you have? I have literally, you know, had discussions with founders, uh, where, you know, they, they had like walked in on conversations where their team was piecing together what they had to try yep. to figure out what that meant the Every owners time. of the company. <laughs> and it's just like, guys, come on. Um, but this is a very real behavior, right? People want to know what you have. They want you to somehow justify the the, the difference. Um, of course, they're not asking any other questions like, hey, how much more have you got at risk here than I do? Um, and we've done an entire episode on that. <laughs> yeah, right? no one's asking but those questions. Nobody no, cares. And so here's the thing. Um, this is a problem as founders, we're going to start to deal with that a small scale and then it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger over yeah. time. And yeah. initially it's going to look something like this. It's going to look like, wait, hold on. I've got this stake, but you've got this stake, but she has this stake. What the hell? And like, <laughs> as much as we might, might want to think that everybody's cool with it, they're not, yep. they're not no. cool with it. They think no. about it every single day. And as time goes on, as those stakes go up, they think about it a whole lot more. Now you've yep. got new people coming on. Now they're thinking, how much do I have versus how much does that person have? And all of a sudden, everyone gets really distracted by what everyone else has, yeah. right? Their concern isn't what I have. It's what does somebody else have? Correct. Uh, for example, if what I had happened to be more than every single other person had, 
I'd feel okay with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the issue. And, and again, as founders, we typically, you know, have the, the bulk of, of, of equity, sometimes right. compensation if we ever get any. Um, and so the spotlight is on us. And I yeah. don't think a lot of founders either recognize it or if they do really know what to do with it or you know, yeah. how to handle it, how to manage I'd say, it. I'd say it's 50-50, right? And, and the very few do we talk to who I think are doing this very well, unfortunately. And it's tough, right? Like I definitely did not have this figured out uh, probably through my first three um, where it just was this issue that I just assumed always had to be present in the startup, right? Well, it, it is always going to be present, but I also didn't think, hey, maybe I should have a plan for this. Maybe I should have right. a way of dealing with this. Um, and, and it was interesting, like how many different ways it manifested itself, right? So we've talked about a couple of things um, that make this even more dynamic. One of which is that like, sometimes the organizations outgrow people, right? Or, right. you know, their, their, their ability to contribute changes over time. You know, you may have been that great, like zero to 10,000 customer growth person, but now that we're past a uh, hundred thousand, your strategies no longer work. We got to bring somebody else in. Right. And now that person who's going to carry the ball for the next hundred yards has less equity than that person who's no longer as effective. Right. 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 That can be a bit of a rub for that person coming in. You're like, well, yeah, totally. you got here early, but now I'm actually doing more than you did. The other person's going, well, yeah, but I laid the foundation and like, it just turns into a circular argument that goes nowhere, right? The other thing that's kind of funny about this is like, well, how often have you seen compensation, equity, anything change based on these types of discussions? Well, it's, it's not so much about changing it, but it's definitely about getting in front of the perception. Uh, 100%, of where it comes that's from what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but what do they think they're arguing for is what I'm asking. I'll give you an example. Having lived through this a few times, First time I'm starting my first company, um, there was four of us. And, uh, and I started the company, three folks that I brought on. And I remember being in a room and we were discussing how we were going to divide up $1,000 of income, okay? Yeah. Now at that moment, <laughs> we're all broke, right? So no one really cares exactly yep. how that money gets divided, right? And we divided yeah, it equally, right. you know, because there's four people sitting in the room. That was our, that was our right. consensus. No one cared, Right. And yeah. as long as we were all in the same situation, and again, this is demonstrative of being early in the cap table, you know, when you're right. first giving people their shares, everyone's broke, everyone's struggling, nobody has more than anybody else, so right. there's not a lot yet to be concerned about. Correct. Well, that changes pretty quickly. Yeah, fast real fast. a few years, right? A few years in, the company starts to do well, start to make some money. My personal compensation starts to go orders of magnitude higher um, than other folks that were there in the early days. Now, mind you, they yeah. were employees, not co-founders, but you know that's here and there. It doesn't matter. We're the same age. We came up through the same ranks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Will showing up at work in a Lamborghini, right? right. And it's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I, how did that happen? Right. Did I did no I not point. check that box on yeah. the on the most recent <laughs> comp package thing? Like. Um, yeah. But, Do I get to but by the way, the if color? you don't want to make like, that problem worse, don't show up at a Lamborghini. I was an idiot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but here's what happens. They're going to lunch now and they're saying, fuck him, right? Right. They're not like, this has nothing to do with them wanting the car I'm driving. It's the fact that they can't have it that pisses yeah. them off, right? Right. And, and if, if I take this stance, if I take the stance as the founder 
and I say, you know what? I earned it. It's mine. I don't care what you think. Go after yourself, right? Yeah. I lose. There's no version where I can strong arm the whole organization with my personal justification and pretend that that's the end of it. This isn't a parent trying to like, you know, strong arm their kid. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. I've got to make the situation real. I've got to address it with them. And more so than anything, I've got to have enough self-awareness to understand that this is my problem. It's not everybody else's problem. It's their issue, but it's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's going to impact you more than it impacts them. I mean, it impacts them, you know, mentally, emotionally. Uh, but the minute it starts to impact their performance, it starts to impact, uh, you know, company culture, right. And we've talked about this before. These little things can spiral out of control really quick. And, and the chances that somebody's pissed off about the fact that you're making more money than they are and they feel that it's unjustified the likelihood that they keep that to themselves is about <laughs> zero, right? Zero. We talked about this, right? That's that right. is the next lunch discussion, all right? Luckily, they won't talk about it while you're while they're in the car with you because, uh, well, we've all seen the backseat of a Lamborghini. Um, they can't ride in the car with you, <laughs> right? 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 It's all good to lunch, guys. More. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Um, but but here's the thing. I think we have to recognize again, um, as those that are they're likely going to have an asymmetrical, disproportionate amount of compensation, that these issues exist. I also think we need to recognize that we we can't play the everyone just deal with it card. We can't. Yeah, for sure. Right. And we can make we ourselves get- feel justified with that card. But if we then want to go and pretend that that somehow solves it for everyone else, it doesn't. And then we take a step further and people say, well, that's their problem. It's not my problem. Like I said a moment ago, it's their issue. It's our problem. If if that asymmetry creates a rift in the morale and in kind of how people are focused on the business where they're distracted, et cetera, that is our problem. And I I think we need to think about that from, from the jump because it's only going to get worse over time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is not a problem that that sort of deals with itself, right? It will continue because the the likelihood is that gap will continue to increase, right? right? The compensation gap will increase. Uh, The the equity gap may not increase in percentage, um, but certainly as the company becomes more and more valuable, uh, that that dollar gap, uh, the value of that equity uh, increases. Um, and so, so therefore does the frustration, um, and the angst and the vitriol that will get sprayed your way at the lunch table when you're not there. So absolutely. It has to be dealt with. And like you said, it, it, this can't be like the, the ham fisted, you know, you you know, do as I say, not as I do, uh, right. Earn as I say, not as I do. It doesn't work, right. It's not going to assuage anybody's, anybody's sentiments about this, but. Here's uh, the other side of it. Yeah. Um, the other side of it is we want to believe right? You know, Ryan, you and I have worked in this business for a very long time. So we want to believe that new folks that have just joined will appreciate the fact that you and I have spent nearly 10 years building this thing, right? They don't care, right? (laughs) No No one, no one was there first off, right? Um, And no one saw what any of the risks or, or, or contributions or sacrifices were. And more importantly, they don't care. There's no right. version where they're saying to themselves, oh, well, Ryan's in Antigua, kind of living it up. But, you know, he yeah. did work 10 years to kind of get there, so I guess he deserves it. No one is saying that, right? right. And if they are, they're in the f- <laughs> far minority, and guess what they're not doing? They're not yeah. creating lunch discussions around that topic. 
Yeah, you guys, I really want to talk to you about how much Ryan deserves the latitude he has in Antigua. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that yeah. conversation doesn't, will never happen. Doesn't, doesn't really happen. Yeah, I wish, you know, what would be fun is if I could bring back, like, if I could have Ryan Rutan uh, 2017 uh, or 2016 come back and visit all of them. Uh, you remember right. the one that was like swollen with cortisol and 30 pounds overweight yep. and uh, not sleeping. I'd like them to hang out with him for a couple hours so that they can understand sort of what uh, some of the milestones along the way looked like. Uh, they're, right. they're, they're, they're vastly different <laughs> than they are now. Um, and again, like that's the result of, uh, of a bunch of work grind and, and, and long days and, and <laughs> short nights and all the stuff that we put into making this thing, what it is that allows us the latitude that we have now. But to your point, they show up for them. Um, and particularly if like, this is when we talk about this a lot, like we're often people's first job, right? right? Um, we're, we're even more often, I would say, even if we are somebody's second job, we're probably their first startup company job. Right. Like if you popped out of nationwide insurance, right. Number one, uh, you know, you don't have the same visibility. It's not a discussion. Like you're not getting equity in, in nationwide insurance. You may get some stock options or something, but it's, it's not the same thing. Um, and, and certainly it's, isn't part of the culture to discuss it, but like, that's a very, very different environment. And the thing was built so damn long ago that, that, you know, it, it's a bit irrelevant, right? They're not staring right. the founder in the face on a daily basis. They're not seeing what, what he's doing. And it's so far removed from their universe that they don't draw comparisons, right? Not that it doesn't happen. They're still comparing salaries with, you know, with their, their cubicle mates up and down the row. Um, maybe their shift supervisor or whatever the hell it is that goes on there. Um, but I think in, in the startup space, it's, it's far different. And, you know, there's, there's new employees in, won't have context for that either because they've never been through it before um, or their first job or they were in a job where they just didn't have that type of environment, like where all of the uncertainty, grind and growth was already done. And it's just a big, giant operating machine. feels very, very different. Um, and so does your ability to, um, to kind of absorb what it took to get it there, right? You just don't have that. The other thing, and I think this is, this is an important point, we've talked about this in another episode, around how to create career paths for people. Right. Um, because that is also tied into this discussion. It's, it's yep. tangential. It's tangential. But when you see, like, mm, my supervisor works more than I do or, or gets paid more than I do, so I can aim to become a supervisor. Then I can become her manager. Then I can become her, uh, her, her, uh, director, then I can become his VP or whatever it ends up being. Right. So there's this pathway towards changing that comp that is not always clear in a startup company for a lot right. of reasons, right? The startup changes, your ability to move up with the startup may change. Now you may right. absolutely lead growth like fire and, and, and go from zero to C-suite. Um, or you may stay exactly where you started while everybody else grows around you. Um, and we don't have that same kind of clear cut, um, job pathway, career pathway that we do in, in other businesses. And so I think that also starts to be where people go, okay, this is what I've got. And so this is what it's going to be worth. So right. therefore I need to start to compare this to what everybody else has, because I don't have a lot of agency to change this at this point. And I think yeah, that can I, I think also the, dial the lack problem. Of path. Yeah, yep. you bet. The, the, the lack of path. And I think that, um, when we're sitting there again, um, saying, Hey, I worked really hard for this. 
Um, no one's going to kind of, you know, fill in that backstory or like I said, care. I give an example. Yeah. Ryan, you remember uh, a few years ago when uh, we moved the family out to Beverly Hills, right? Yes. And just saying Beverly Hills sounds so like fancy, et cetera. And it was cool, right? It was, yep. it was great. Um, we didn't move that out there to get a tan. You've known me. I've never had a tan, right? Yep. Doesn't we work. Because we were trying to buy companies. We were trying to set up meetings. We were trying to drive the business forward. During that time, while I had moved the family to Beverly Hills and kids had started school, et cetera, uh, as you recall, I was flying back and forth to uh, Columbus, where the at yeah. the time startups was based. During that time, didn't see my family, right? So I'm getting Instagram updates for weeks and months about how yeah. my kids are growing up um, as a sacrifice to help grow the business um, and be in two places at once. Yep. Now, I'll be I want to be, be honest. No one cares, right? Because yeah. here's what they see: they see Will living next to Jessica Alba, right? And, yep. and these, you know, amazing, you know, Instagram photos, but what they don't see is Will's not at his pool. Right. And, and again, I'm not right. trying to justify it. Um, yep. I already know the justification is there. What I'm trying to say is what people see yes. and what the actual reality is, is not even remotely close. And right. no matter how much I try to explain that, if I try to sit down with the staff, the folks that were like, yeah, fuck this guy. And I try to sit down with them, explain that they won't understand. Nope. So I have to be mindful that no one cares what my sacrifices are. However, here's what they do care about. If they then learn that my sacrifices or the things that I'm doing are about to make their career go better, that they'll yeah. understand. Correct. Right? If I say, hey, I just found this new company we bought called Virtual, that they'll understand. And yes. I have to be really, really focused on making sure that if I'm going to do anything that's perceived as getting like a bigger benefit than everyone else, it has to be counterbalanced with people understanding how that might benefit them. And by the way, not everything is. If Ryan, if you're on a kick-ass vacation, that's just yeah. Ryan on a kick-ass vacation, right? The fact yes. that they may or may not be able to do that, there's only so much you can do about But I think right. if you overlook it all together, you're missing. Yeah, because a lot of this still does come down to like kind of personal life choices too, right? right. Like, it, you know, you, you, you can have a, a huge salary, and still be poor and you can have a low salary and still live quite well. That kind of comes down to personal decisions. Now it's not what we're talking about today. And I'm not trying to justify that and say, look, it doesn't matter how much we pay people. Some people will still be unhappy. Right, that right. is true, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, and we'll, you know, just, I, I, I won't want to leave this point um, uh, behind. I really do feel for you in that period when you were in LA, when every day that you drove to the gym um, that you had to drive past a jogging Channing Tatum and his 12 abs. Um, I think that there's a level of suffering there that most people will not experience in their lives. So I just, I, I want to give you a nod on that Honestly, one. Honestly, it, it um, sure made me yeah. not want to go to the gym. I'm like, might as well just give up at this point. <laughs> right? It's like, it's not motivating. It's like, I too, will. no, no. On the other hand, it, it, it did convince my wife to drive to, back and forth to the gym 12 times, regardless of whether she went there, just so she could see Channing <laughs> running up and down the street. <laughs> Right. It really didn't go well for me. Right. Are you working out? You, you you run every day, and he's just like, "What are you talking about? This is just how I move around. I just always I'm always in this I'm always at this pace. Right? Just, this is what I do." Um, oh man! But look, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, why won't people ever accept this? Right? You right. know uh, right. why why will we never be in a position where everyone's like, "That's cool. I'm so happy for you." Right. And this yeah. is life in general. But in this case, life in general has got a, you know, its own game plan for us specifically within a startup. 
we have to be a thousand percent focused on how every action we take, every plan we put together has a reaction to it and what the cost of that reaction is. Yep. I I talk to founders and they say, well, I've earned it, right? I mean, like, again, all the sacrifices that that I put in, um, I have earned this and I don't want to be ashamed of what I've earned. And I think that's a really tricky spot to be in. It is. Because on the one, on the one hand, you have earned it. And, and, and with that, you should not be ashamed of what you've earned. However, you have to understand what you've earned, no matter how justified it is, has a very real cost to your organization and how it's perceived. And I, and sure. I think that's an interesting thing to, to, to kind of be able to, to, to decipher and unpack. You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. It is. It is. Uh, you know, um, kind of a, another tangential example of this. This, this is an inter-organization. Um, this is intra. And so I, you know, last year uh, was a tough year for a lot of businesses. Sure. Right. And not that it wasn't a tough year for us, but we did well enough. And, and by comparison to a lot of the other founders that I was talking to who were literally making, you know, sweeping changes, cutting three quarters of their staff, um, right. not taking salaries, like just all yep. sorts of things that had to go on in, in order to keep the, the, the thing moving. Um, and it became really tricky, you know, as, as they would ask about like, how, how, how are you guys, how, how are you guys doing? And I'm like, we're doing, we're doing okay. Right. Like, you know, you had to be pretty careful about how, how yep. honest I was about that because it wasn't that I was ashamed about what we had accomplished. In fact, I was really damn proud. And so when I talked to the people who I knew were doing well or people who weren't in the startup space, I was very able to just be like, you know what? I'm so proud of the team. We're kicking ass. We made some hard decisions. You know, we, we cut back where we could, where it didn't mean any, any loss of, of team. Um, and yeah, that, that hindered growth or did these other things. It made other things harder, but you know, we kept the team intact. We kept everybody whole. That felt awesome. Right. And I was super proud of that. I wasn't ashamed of that for a minute. Um, but on the other hand, I, I recognized that if I, if I, you know, sort of tied a balloon around what we accomplished and did a little war dance around it in front of these other founders, that that was going to make them feel ashamed about where they were at. Well, why wasn't I able to pull that off? Why couldn't I do that? Right. Which would only make them feel bad about themselves and potentially resent me, right? And I didn't right. want either of those outcomes. Um, right. Now, in this case, because they were, you know, arm's length third party, I could sort of choose what I shared with them. When it's inside the company, you don't have that choice. Right. Right. And, right. and you don't have that choice to, to be able to do that. Um, and so, you know, whereas somebody on the outside may have been able to accept it, maybe they wouldn't have, but I got, to, I got to decide whether or not I share that with them. But when we get inside the company, we don't have the choice and therefore we do have to be even more careful about how we do this because you said, they're just not going to accept it, right? It's not like we're going to be yep. able to, to change their minds about it. They're still gonna have feels about it in certain ways. Um, but how we couch these things, um, how we present them can change the perception significantly. Right. You brought up a great point earlier about like if this is a move that was done 
um, with at least some intention of, of benefiting the business. You know, maybe it wasn't the entire reason. Maybe it was. Kind of doesn't matter as long as there's some aspect of that that says, I'm doing this because I believe that this will benefit the business. That's received very differently than I'm doing this mm, simply because I want to. Which puts us in a spot where we have to be really mindful of how we present yeah. ourselves. Because again, as this thing gets bigger, as the asymmetry gets bigger, it's all eyes on us, right? Yeah. Like everyone's going to be focused on what are we doing, right? No yep. one cares about what happened to the COO at WeWork, right? No one even knows who he is or she is, Did they right? Have no one, one knows, right? <laughs> but everyone knows exactly how much yeah. Adam Newman got in his compensation uh, yep. for a failed WeWork. Right. Yes. No one knows who was number two at Theranos, but everyone knows exactly who Elizabeth Holmes is. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. When good or bad, right? The the focus becomes one person, especially when things are going bad. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Things are going bad, <laughs> and yep. you're off on some expensive vacation. Right. No one's thinking, oh wow, they earned it. Right. They're thinking like, dude, what the hell? Right. Things are yeah. things are collapsing, and you're out on a, a vacation somewhere. Out of your mind. Yep. Um, on a surfboard. <laughs> this this yeah. happens to whoever the sitting president is at any given time when they happen to be like on, on their trip and something yeah. horrible happens in the world, which happens just all the time. And they're like, how could If they you would be just a, stop a- going to Camp David, <laughs> bad things would stop happening. I'm almost convinced of it. I'm, I'm, there's something that happens at Camp David that causes unrest in the rest of the world. I don't know what it is, but we need to stop going there. I see kind of two camps here. Uh, one camp is you kind of just lay low on all of your personal stuff and kind of don't expose it. Um, I've seen yeah. founders who, you know, drive to work in their Honda and, and uh, drive around on the weekends in Ferraris, right? They just like, hey, yeah. I, I don't want to extend that image. And I think right. pre-social media, that was a bit easier to do. I think it's, you know, getting a little bit harder when our lives are so exposed right now. Yeah. But I will say this. It's not like people don't know you have a Ferrari at home, right? It's not right. like they don't know you have a big house. It's, it takes one second in the era of Slack for all of this information yeah. to get around. So the, I'm just not going to tell anybody move kind right. of doesn't work, right? Doesn't it used work. to, yeah. it used to, yeah. it's kind of a, a bum move, right? Right. The other side of it is just get in front of it. Just say like, like here's what it is. Here's why I have it. Um, here's how I earned it. Also yep. not going to solve a lot of problems, but at least you're, you know, you're, you have the opportunity to get in front of it. Right. right. Um, and I think like, you know, Ryan, you and I have had some some pretty awesome lives personally, especially in the last few yes. years as things gotten better. Incidentally, it's not because the, the business is puking cash and we don't know where to spend it all. It's just simply no. because it's not losing money. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we can and finally we've been around long up. enough to like, yeah, collect some of it. Yeah, yeah, it's right. exactly. Right. And so I think, you know, from, from the inside, the inside as far as our folks, um, if they look at it and go, my God, these guys are, are, are living so well, you know, they must be taking that money from us. Well, we have to get in front of that. We have to be very clear about how the money gets distributed, right? If we get more of that, we have to understand that if they get less, if they ask for a raise and it feels like we're taking all the money and, and they're left holding the bag, we have to explain where that's true and where that's not true. I'll give you another, another example. Um, you know, recently we started building a new house, right? And if you're on the, the, the inside of the company and, you're, and you see a f- Facebook update or something, and you're like, oh, wow, Will's building this new house. Why didn't I get more money, right? That's right. on me. Not because I posted it. 
Because if I don't have folks inside the company understand that that money, yep. like how we paid for this, has nothing to do with how the, the company's doing. Like I've been working for yeah. 30 years as a startup founder. Yeah. Like it wasn't like we just had a good year and all of a sudden I could buy a house. <laughs> um, right. but, but I have to explain that. Now, yep. I can choose not to, once again, and I can pretend like it's not going to come up. The moment one person finds out, the whole company knows anyway. And yeah. so I've got to get in front of it, kind of have those discussions, right? It's part of, it's part of how we address things. Yeah. Here's the more important part. The more important part is I have to be responsible for explaining and, and educating uh, our team for how they can do the same, right? They might not have exactly the same outcome, but I need yeah. to be a force to enable them to, to help accelerate their path. That's where things get more interesting. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that really is, again, is it going to be fully accepted as an indication that, wow, we must be doing better. Things are going to get better for everybody from this point forward, because I'm seeing these, these signals at, uh, from, from leadership, like, you know, they're, they're doing things, uh, that I want to be doing. Um, I don't think that that just happens by itself. Um, so I think we need to, but I think it's a great time to have those discussions with people. Right? right. When something good does happen in our lives, regardless of what it took to get there. And I have a very, it's not a funny example. It's, it's, uh, it's an ironic example. Um, but I think if we talk to people about how we got there, literally right. what it took, and then talk to them about what they want to achieve and yep. talk to them about what it's going to take for them to get there on an individual level, then this becomes a much easier discussion. Um, he, he, this is the story. This story is a little morose, but when I sold the first company, I wrote checks to everybody that was there. And were they massive? No, but we didn't sell for that much money. Sure. But I was writing, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar checks to people. Mind you, they, it, half of them were still in university. More right, than half right. were still in university at the time, right? So this was like more than any money they had ever touched in their entire sure, lives, right? right? So everybody's payouts were more or less the same. Um, you know, there, there were some subtle differences based on, you know, things that were in the comp structure and whatever, but let me shortcut to the end of this. At some point, one of the guys, uh, shows up, this is after we sold, this is after the wine is after, after everything's done, everything was done. We were no longer uh, working together. A couple of the people went on and, and, and stayed with the acquiring company. Most of them did not. This individual did not. He was still in school um, shows up in an Audi TT brand new. And the rest of the team, uh, was like, it started like kind of coming around yep. at some point, three of the other folks corner this guy, right. At like some bar at Ohio state. And they're like, what the hell? Like, how did you get enough of a payout to, to afford that? Like, did you, did you, did you, you lease that? Or did you buy it? He's like, no, I bought it. Well, how did you have them? Why, why was your payout so much more? They're like, that's like twice <laughs> right, right. as much as I got two and yeah, a half yeah. times as much as I got. And the guy tears up. This is all secondhand. I wasn't there when this happened. Um, but the guy tears up and it turns out it was his grandmother had passed away. Oh man. And the guy had gotten some inheritance and, he had used some of that inheritance to purchase said car, right? Yep. So back to the point, you never know what people went through to get what they've got, right? So you can't just look at like, here's the stack. 
Um, and so, I, you know, we're both doing the same things as far as I can see. Um, why is my stack smaller than their stack, right? You just don't know what went into that, right? In this guy's case, it was a dead grand, right? Nobody right, would have right. traded with that guy for that car, right? They didn't want that. Um, but like it shows you to the extent that this is really an issue that people right. continued after the fact to kind of look around and keep the radar on and see who's doing what with that money that we earned, right? Some of them yep. paid off student loans. Some of them used it to subsidize the purchase of a car along with grand's inheritance, right? So you just never know what it took to get there. Um, and so, you know, remind yourself that as a founder, that the more of that context that you can give people. Um, and the more you can tie it to their trajectory in life, the better things are going to end. All right, so that was fun. But let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but, you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online, like, all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of, from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.